Hello, dear friends. Welcome to the Political Room with Pearl. For those of you who are new, this podcast is to simply to discuss today's political culture and atmosphere. We talk about social, economic, and political issues of our time. The goal of this podcast is to hear different views, feelings, and opinions of young people in hopes to help listeners form, solidify, and understand their own political views. Today I am with another student from BYU-Idaho, and would you like to just state your name? Yeah, so my name is Yardley Hendry. Um, I grew up in California, so I grew up in a very politically balanced or diverse area. I grew up in a family of six people, so, you know, regular nuclear family with, you know, Christian values. So that also affected my political background, I guess you could say. Um, I did grow up in the church, so for me, a lot of my my beliefs are affected by scriptures and my own testimony. But like I said, growing up in California, I also had the chance to be surrounded by people of different faiths and different real political beliefs, which, you know, shaped who I am today, which is kind of cool. But here I am at BYU-Idaho learning other things. Yeah. Awesome. What's your major? (laughs) I'm majoring currently in elementary education. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here today and for participating in this podcast. Um, Today we will be kind of talking about how the government handled COVID. As you know, COVID is a very heated topic today and it's it's definitely affected a lot of aspects of American life. And I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on it, hear about what you have to say. I'm first just going to start off with just a quick rundown for our listeners. Um, for anybody who's new or maybe doesn't know a ton about the topic or what we'll be discuss- discussing, I'm just going to give a quick introduction about just the events, the timeline of what happened with COVID, when it started, and what the Trump administration has done to help the situation, okay? So on January 31st, Trump's administration declared the coronavirus outbreak to be a public health emergency. By February 2nd, there was suspension of entry into the U.S. of foreign nationals who had been to China in the 14 days prior. On February 26th, the CDC reports that the coronavirus had spread within California. Trump announced that VP Mike Pence would lead the task force through the COVID-19 response. By March, by early March, like March 11th and March 13th, Trump addresses the nation on the outbreak and outlines strict travel restrictions on passengers arriving in the U.S. from hard-hit portions of Europe. He also declares the coronavirus um, as a pan- the coronavirus pandemic to be a national emergency. He explained the announcement would give the nation access to nearly <coughs> 50 billion in additional disaster funding and would allow HHS to waive regulations and deliver coronavirus testing quicker. On March 16th and 17th, Trump created guidelines, basically the guidelines that you know, the stopping of social gatherings, um, the limiting limiting of discretionary travel, um, and practice of social distancing. On the following day, um, he invokes the Defense Production Act so that he could produce critical equipment, meaning hospital equipment like the ventilators and you know, masks and sanitary items as well. On March 26th, the U.S. becomes the most affected, infected nation. On March 27th, Trump initiates the stimulus package. And I'm sure we all know of the $1,200 checks that many Americans got um, when they declared unemployment. And on March 29th, um, the White House extends social distancing guidelines. And on March 
16th, um, the White House begins to reopen. Now I'm just going to just talk about both sides and how they analyzed Trump's, the administration's actions. Um, many Republicans believed Trump handled the situation appropriately and in the best way a president could. The coronavirus was seemingly very sudden and it hit the nation by surprise. Most Republicans found his actions to be appropriate and helpful. <laughs> now, most of Trump's criticisms came from the Democratic Party, who believed he acted too late. The U.S. was officially exposed in mid-January, and although he declared the coronavirus as a public emergency, it was argued that no real policy was in enforced until March 11th with the travel restrictions. Now, Yardley. So these questions are just like, they're very unbiased questions and you can be completely honest about it. I'm not trying to lead you in any way. Yeah. <laughs> um, to start off, I wanted to ask you, how do you personally feel about the coronavirus? I know many people don't believe in it. Other people think it's a very serious thing and that we should be taking it a lot more serious than what we are. Where are you at? So there's, there's two foods of thought with this because, you know, my, my job on campus, I am in charge of telling people to wear a mask at events because we still are carrying out events on campus, which is really cool. But because of that, I, you know, I come in contact with a lot of people and I'm wearing a mask the entire time and I'm, you know, social distancing. And I, I did get coronavirus. So I got it, even though I was following all of what the CDC recommended to do and all of the restrictions, you know, not going to church when we couldn't gather and things like that. So um, I think some of the restrictions that were put still didn't help, even though, you know, I, I think they were well intended. But in the end, you know, we all still are going to get it. I just think that's 100 percent true. Um, now, over Thanksgiving break, I did have the opportunity to get together with family. There was quite a few of us in a house at once. Um, but like I said, it was all family. So it was kind of like, all right, well, we'll just, you know, use the excuse. And most of us were within the age range of, you know, being fairly okay and healthy to like not get it. The The youngest was a three-year-old, but he, you know, he was totally healthy and totally fine. And, and the rest of us were like in our mid-20s and stuff like that. So the rest of us really weren't super affected in our health. Um, so it was safe for us to all gather together. But um, we did have a moment we were all sitting down and, you know, my parents are hardcore conservatives, which is kind of interesting coming from California. And then my aunts and uncles from Utah and, and other places kind of feel the same way. And so we all have like the same similar political views, um, even though we're from completely different walks of life at this point. But um, when it came down to it, we were all sitting around the table at one point and my, my cousin's girlfriend, who's a nurse in Salt Lake City, which is like a huge affected area with COVID, um, she, she was talking to my dad about it and she said, I believe everyone's going to get it. So she kind of confirmed our fears and our, our feelings towards it. And she said, I think we're all gonna get it and we should all get it. So we become like adapted to it, you know? But, and she said, those who are going to not, you know, survive it are not gonna survive it because, you know, with most pandemics, those who are weak enough, you know, they're not gonna survive it, right? But she said, the only thing that she was super concerned about was that the healthcare and the, like the healthcare administrators can't take it all on at once. You know, if everyone gets it, there's not enough supplies. There's not enough to like handle the situation. So she said, if we could just slow the spread and make sure that everyone, you know, gets tested and gets like the things taken care of and they have the necessities um, to be healthy and to maintain a healthy lifestyle. She goes, then, then we can all get it. And then, 
it can all pass through the entire country and then we'll be fine. But if it all happens at once, like it's been happening, it's a little bit of an issue and it's overwhelming for the staff and like in hospitals and care facilities and things like that. Um, my own sister, now she can't share names or any information about those people, but she, my older sister is a nurse at like an older care facility. And so she's seen it like hands on. She hasn't gotten COVID yet, but she has been exposed to it quite a few times, had to be tested. And she's one of those nurses that comes home with like marks on her face because of the whole masks and everything. But um, recently they did have a couple patients pass away, but that's kind of the situation at their facility. And neither was from COVID, but in previous times they had to like put people in quarantine within the facility so that they don't get other patients sick. And so she's really been, you know, hands-on with the COVID pandemic, which is interesting because this is the first time she's like really working as a nurse because she just graduated last year. Um, so I think that's very fascinating to me that, um, like a lot of people that I'm around are are registered nurses and are working hands-on with the pandemic, but they also feel the same way that I do, whereas it's like everyone's going to get it and it's got to go through us, you know, it's got to get passed through. But in the end, we like can't do it so fast and all at once because it will be overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Yardley, for sharing that. I So just correct me if I'm wrong. So your, in, your take on the coronavirus is more so it's going to spread and you are going to get it inevitably, Mm -hmm. right? But we need to be taking precautions in a way that, you know, keep the vulnerable safe, Mm -hmm. um, but in a way that's, you know, like just spread it safely. Exactly. Is that that right? Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, growing up, we got, we got the flu, we got sick too. And I mean, I know this is lame comparing it to lice, but in the elementary school, I got lice quite a few times and it passed through the entire school and it just happened. And once it got through the entire school, you know, we were all safe for a few years, you know? And so that was kind of, I don't know. I feel like with any like small pandemic, it's going to pass through. You just got to let it happen slowly and not all at once. I can see that. It sounds like a, well, my analysis of of your response is that that sounds like a very realist kind of, Mm -hmm. kind of take on it. Cool. In what ways, and you kind of explain this just with like your job, you know, you your job at work, you are in charge of making sure people are following the social distancing guidelines and wearing their masks. In what ways do you think the coronavirus has affected other aspects of the American lifestyle? Uh, well, personally for me, I when I got COVID, um, by the time I actually got tested and felt the symptoms and according to like the health code or whatever, CDC, Um, I only had to be quarantined for five days, but those five days emotionally took a toll because I couldn't see anyone, you know, even my roommates had to keep away from me and and emotionally I just, I kind of shut down because I was like, there's nothing I can do. Um, and thankfully through work, I was still getting paid for the hours I would have been working and, and I did, I was one of the people that did get a stimulus check because I'm an independent, um, which was really nice. It helped with school, but, um, it emotionally was just not awesome to be away from people. But that's just me personally. I'm super extroverted, so I need to be with people in order to be happy. Yeah, I've, I've heard it does take kind of a mental toll, mm-hmm. you know, like no, being totally. in, in quarantine and whatnot. Yeah. So I think that would affect people mentally and emotionally. Because it's, you know, if it doesn't affect you too physically, you know, if, you, if you're just your family member gets it and you all have to quarantine together. Like when I came home from my mission, my mom asked me, because I came home because of COVID. My mom asked me if I wanted to quarantine by myself for two weeks so that my dad could go into work and my 
you know, my siblings can go hang out with people or if I wanted to spend two weeks with them in at home. And we had all the supplies and everything we needed to do that because my parents had prepared. And I said, yeah, I want to quarantine altogether because I'd rather be with you guys for two weeks than be alone right, you know, right after the mission for two weeks. Yeah. So I chose to do that because of my mental health. That's awesome. Well, I'm like super glad you were able to share your personal experience with the coronavirus and how it's affected you and your family and just others around you. I'm going to kind of shift gears with the questions Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go to the more law side of it, right? Like I'm going to go to the more political side of things, right? right? Because (laughs) it's interesting with this pandemic that there even is a political side to this thing and there is political opinions on how on exactly what it is and how it's been handled. Which I think is kind of ridiculous. I don't think there should be one side or the other on this. I feel like it should be kind of a neutral agreement at some point, you know. We're all stuck together. So. Yeah, like unity in uh, handling the situation. Exactly, because it's not us against each other. It should be us against the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so what what do you think about how the Trump administration has handled the coronavirus outbreak? So because I'm going to be completely honest, I'm not totally aware of that situation only because I was in Mexico when it all happened. I was in a completely different country serving a mission. So for me, my my information and my news sources were limited to what my parents gave to me. And even they weren't so worried at the beginning that they didn't give enough information. And then on top of that, I also heard things from people in Mexico who who were afraid of it generally. Um, but they're also not there were there was like a balance. There's like half were kind of terrified because from what we understood, it was killing people after 15 days. And that's what I remember. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, a huge deal. People are killing you know, it's, this virus is killing people. Um, but then there was another like side of things where people weren't so informed so that they weren't aware. And I think that was kind of what I came to like when I came back to the States is my you know because I had to go into quarantine and and I wasn't really around people um that my my views were kind of limited because I wasn't you know being able to study things um if you hadn't read off the list of the process I probably wouldn't know much about how the Trump administration handled things um I don't really personally think there's a right or wrong way to handle it I think every president personally would handle it differently um just like every other president before trump there have been the same issues over and over again and every president handles it differently than the last and so i think that's how i think trump handled it the best way he could and because he's a businessman you know he looks at the states as a as a huge company he looks at the u.s as as a business and and i i'm sure he thinks of himself well thought of himself as as you know the owner you know at that point because he was in charge but um, and so I think, you know, any business owner would do what's best for their own company. And I feel like Trump did his best um, with the resources and the knowledge he had, because he's not a doctor. He's very limited on those things. And and this was a virus that didn't start in the U.S. So it came, you know, it came from elsewhere, whether I'm I'm not even sure where they're claiming it came from now. <laughs> so China. It was. OK, so we're still agreeing on that. OK, I'm like, we're still believing that I'm not I'm still not sure, but. Um, so I think he, you know, he handled it as best as he could. Now, do I think Biden, if it were to happen, you know, while he's president, I think he'd handle it a completely different way for sure. But is that based off of his political beliefs or his moral beliefs? I don't know. Um, I just think, yeah, whichever president would have handled it, would have handled it differently. So what do you think about the criticisms that, um, 
Trump faced, like, just with taking so long, because as as I stated, the coronavirus came out in the middle of January, Mm -hmm. right, and he didn't declare it as a national emergency until Mm mid-March. Well, I think, because I remember the first case of COVID actually came out of November, out November of last year, because someone recently posted that it was, it's been a year, right? So, so... They're, like the little limited knowledge had been a couple months coming, you know, from another country. And so um, I think he should have acted a little quicker. I definitely believe so, maybe. But who's to say he didn't? He might have already, you know, had other things set in place, but didn't want to worry the country, didn't want to, you know, freak people out and wanted maybe to delay COVID as much as he could so that um, the country wouldn't shut down completely. Um, so I don't know. I think in his own way, he could have sped things up or could have been a little more open and honest with the country. But when it came down to it, I think he just, he did what he could with what he had. Okay. If you were president, do you think you would have handled the situation any different? Um, that's a good question. (laughs) I think personally, I would, I would have maybe limited gatherings earlier on. I probably would have limited, like, traveling back and forth. I understand people need to do that for their businesses, but it's 2020. I think we're at the point where a lot of things can be remote unless, like, they have essential workers. You know, my mom's an essential worker. My dad's an essential worker. Um, but my dad, grateful through the, the coronavirus, coronavirus, has been able to work from home even though he's an essential worker, um, which is fairly interesting to me that my mom as a preschool teacher can go to work still and take care of kids even though you know that's 12 kids all gathering together is it really the best idea I don't know um but I think I think I would have limited you know certain things earlier on and maybe been like okay well what can we do and set out a full plan you know by this date, we need to be not doing, you know, flying back and forth or traveling back and forth to other countries. Um, so limit travel restrictions, limit within the U.S. I know that a lot of people were flying back and forth from states just within the U.S., which spreads, you know, things. And and that's one thing that I've actually learned in my my science class this semester is that technolo- modern technology um, increases and speeds up the spread of things, whether it's, it's um, computer viruses or actual, like, illnesses and pandemic like the pandemic so so the way that the world is modernizing nowadays is you know not always a good thing when it comes to these issues um so I definitely would have like put out a plan through throughout the course of the year that would have started you know all right today we're doing this guys and then in a couple weeks we'll try and close down this and then you know do it over time and then that way opening up back up over time not doing it all at once or doing it kind of spotty I think I would have thought things through with the country as a whole but I'm not president so <laughs> don't have to worry about that <laughs> well I think you sound like you have some good plans <laughs> the country, president do you feel that your political affiliation influences your stance on this issue um I feel like it should um mostly because people who support Trump are like against you know masks and shutting down the country and always wanting to hold on to those um, unalienable rights that we have through the Constitution, right? Um, But at the same time, I understand that I don't want to get someone else sick. So even though I might be a Trump supporter, I also want to wear a mask because I don't want to, you know, get some old lady at the grocery store sick or, you know, a 
inflict illness on a child, you know? Um, so I, I want to do things morally that will help the world, you know? So like I said, so slow the spread, but at the same time, wearing a mask didn't keep me from getting COVID. So okay. I got to find, you know, the so balance you, in between it so all. So you feel more <laughs> that your stance on the issue is influenced by your religious belief? Is that what I'm understanding? Like yeah, I'm a religious and moral ethics, belief. Yeah. Okay. Not necessarily political. Understandable. Okay. But I also, I mean, that's also to say that in other situations, my political beliefs don't always affect the choices I make. So I think it's just kind of the same case in this. Well, Yarly, we, I really appreciate you um, coming on here and sharing your personal experiences as long as well as your uh, beliefs. And that is all we have for you today. Yardley, is there, is there any like source that you feel like you went to during the coronavirus that you felt gave you accurate information about what was going on or anything political that moved in the news or some sort of article that you read that influenced or actually just helped you understand the problem a little bit better? Um, not, uh, not really news sources. I mean, I always try to you know follow what my parents say because they generally know what's best for me. But there comes a point where we have to make our own decisions, right? And I think for me, um, just my own experience always helps me. So what I've experienced and the people I've been around and the stories I've heard, you know, from from real people. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, The today the information I've shared with you about the coronavirus and the timeline comes from USA Today, and you can find it under basically if you look up how the COVID-19 unfolded in the U.S. And thank you all for listening today. See you next time.